This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. I'm Benjamin Halden. So today we have on a great guest. We had a very interesting episode with Mr. Joe Fazer. Joe Fazer is a social media star, formerly known for his fitness and lifestyle videos on YouTube. I think he's on nearly 1.3 million yep. followers now for Wild. such a youngster. We talk quite heavily today about bullying and working through pain and also quite having severely body dysmorphia. Yeah, we talk a lot about Joe's experience and my experience and Lucy's experience with mental health, some of the challenges that has faced, some of the adversity and some of the coping mechanisms that we've developed over the last couple of years. This episode is amazing and is kindly sponsored by MyProtein as well. We're currently, you probably think the setup, where are you guys? Where in the world are you? Jet setters. We're jet setters in Germany. Wild. Um, but you this can... episode is sponsored by MyProtein. Yeah, and we prob- have been... Over here, Cal munching in the background. <laughs> We've been munching on these. Honestly, this whole podcast, obviously doing it off camera because we don't want to get that one star review. And these are the crispy laid by MyProtein. And we are here this weekend with them in Fibo. Yeah. And but they the are ve- sponsoring the podcast. vegan protein there as well. I mean, I, my stomach's already turning because I've had so many protein bars, which is kind of packaging <laughs> part of going to any fitness expedition is that you load up on caffeinated beverages and you consume your body weight in protein. Yeah, you, you you have pre-workout all day, even though you're not training. But we yeah. have a discount code for you and it is... Not so fit. Not so fit for some hella crazy Yeah, discount. that will give you a massive discount. The discount will be below, shown there. Big thank you for my protein again for bringing us out around FIBO. Enjoy this episode. And wherever you're watching, please continue to subscribe. Hit those like buttons. And if you have any questions, if you're watching on Spotify, please feel free to drop them in. Thank you. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me. Thanks for jumping on the show. Firstly, you've got to join the, um, the, the yeah. Lobby crew. You guys were speaking about this. Doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. So someone actually messaged me on Instagram before because I put a story up explaining about it. And she said she has like horses and they use them for horses, like massive strips to open up the horse when they're racing and things. So you've got to put it like here and it needs to sit on where the, your nose collapses there. Okay. And it's meant to make you breathe better. So basically human beings have become like massive, yeah. And like there? And then, then yeah, and then push it down on either side. Hard and then go, do that bit as well. Okay. You've, you let it go and your life's changed. That is weird. Mate, you can breathe again. Yeah, I'm not even capping for the, for the podcast. <laughs> I get what you mean by like you're breathing in 3D. Yeah, That's mate, weird. it's so cool. Like, what it's, the f- wear, wear it when you train as well. So when you train, it's way easier it to It may breathe. help with like blood flow and like yeah, breathing. Yeah. Mad, fair fucking we use play. It I mean, I look running. like a bit of a melt, yeah, but yeah. it's worth it. That's the sacrifice you've got to make. But we, we usually do it just around the house because we work from yeah. home yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah, time. Yeah. And then we'll have it on. And then if I'm running, I've just got my sunglasses on. So if people look at me, they might just think it's a plaster. So you're wearing this all the time then? Yeah. It's because we become as human beings like massive mouth breathers because we don't use on those much to breathe. Yeah. And I think, is it to do with oxygen carbon dioxide production when you get more in through the nose, you get more oxygenated blood as well. So. Ni- nitric oxide. Nitric oxide. There we go. We're not sponsored by this product, yeah, by yeah. the way. Like, <laughs> literally so, not. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hint, hint. 
They're, yeah, these are actually, we got these ones in Germany because yeah. we forgot them. That's how desperate we were to have them on the podcast. <laughs> um, but well, no, where they... did you go? Like you went somewhere while you were here to get them? Boots we went to. Oh. I did have to do it in London last week as well. I forgot to bring my strips. So you're that addicted to them now? Yeah, mate. Yeah. It's mad. Podcast. Maybe I shouldn't get into them because I'm going to start getting addicted to them. <laughs> I mean, this is worst thing that you can put very up true. your nose that are uh, a little bit different. But before we dive into the Joe Millions of Followers YouTuber, uh, take us back to early Joe. Why did you get into fitness um, where did it begin i was just a very very skinny kid so to put it into perspective i was about six foot three i've always been very tall um tall family and i was weighing like 50 kilos so bmi wise i know that's not the best way to test stuff but it's still pretty reliable it's still somewhat yeah, reliable for yeah person. for the everyday person i was severely underweight right and i was just really insecure about it um and then I, I remember vividly, actually, I was watching Love Island. It was the second season and I would just see these like really ripped guys. And I was like, I want to be like that. I'm the complete opposite of that. I want to be like that so bad. So I was watching Love Island on my laptop every night and had a barbell that my granddad gave to us. I was just like pressing while watching Love Island, doing <laughs> press ups, sit ups every single night. I mean, I wasn't really noticing any progress because I wasn't yeah. eating yeah. still. I wasn't doing it. I had no clue. But I thought if I do that after like six weeks, I'd look like these guys. What age were you then? I was 14. 14. Then. Yeah. That's pretty young. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I think I was similar, to be fair. Did you start about 14? 14, yeah. When did you start? Well, I swam. So I only got into the gym uh, when I was about So you 19. were muscular I was pre going athletic, into the gym. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and then um, joined my local gym, which you had to be 16 to be, but I was... Uh, 14 at the time and I was just like as I was getting my induction I was just praying that they wouldn't ask for ID luckily they didn't uh, and then from there I just loved it I mean I never made that insane progress right at the start even though I it was my life mm -hmm. I still just didn't eat right and because I'm a very underweight ectomorph guy eating is the the biggest part but I wasn't gaining weight I was just loving training get to 15 years old and I post a one-year body transformation because I've always been a YouTuber. If I ever got into like a phase back in the day, like skateboarding, parkour, I'd always make a YouTuber. So it was it. YouTube before fitness for you? YouTube before fitness. So that's how I'd learned to edit already. I yeah. knew everything about editing, all of this. Oh, okay. So I posted a one year body transformation, just like every other phase I get into. And it just blew up like 20 million views really? within like a couple months. I've seen that. Yeah, uh, mental. And especially for YouTube, like yeah. TikTok can blow up and it's like, oh, it's a TikTok. Yeah. But YouTube blown up is like Big, one in a million. Yeah. It's weird. Um, and the thing was in the title, it said 15 years old. And you know how I said earlier, the gym had to be 16 and I was just praying they didn't ask for it. Yeah. Well, I walked into the gym like a couple of days later after the video had been posted and the trainer basically came up to me and said, seeing the video, no, you're not of age, got kicked out. What proper arsey about it as well? Uh, it wasn't arsey, but I got banned permanently from the gym. Really? Yeah, like I couldn't come back. And it was the only one close to me. I couldn't drive. Oh, that's so annoying. So it was so annoying. So that's then like, I, I seem to really backwards for a gym, especially because if it's got 20 million views, the gym's being seen a lot. I mean, I understand that they probably let an underage person, but it's not, I mean, I suppose it was their fault for policy. They've not asked policy. the question they but, needed to ask. Yeah, like when you were of age, it would have been definitely. I was like two months away from being 16. And but when they banned you, did that mean when you turned 16, you couldn't go couldn't back? Couldn't go yeah. back. But yeah. from a marketing perspective, that's a terrible yeah, decision. Yeah. No, a stupid decision. Yeah. But they still don't allow filming ever. Like, they hate it. It's like some leisure centre. It's not like a private gym mm. where the guy wants to get. Like, they, the, the trainer doesn't get, he doesn't really care. Yeah. Um, 
But I was I loved fitness, right? So even though I couldn't drive, there was no gym near me. I didn't want to quit training. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, bought like a little garage setup, so like a power rack, barbell, 150 kg worth of weights, and I trained in there for a while. Um, and still wasn't really making progress. I'll be honest. Like I was training. I just wasn't eating still. I hated eating. I couldn't get the calories in me to save my life. Wait, uh, did you just fill up too quick? F- just... Filled up too quick. Wasn't uh, clever with how I'd space my meals out. Was too lazy when I woke up. Wouldn't make myself a meal. Like a lot of different stuff. I loved the working out aspect. I hated the eating aspect. Um, and yeah, from then, carried on training. Joined a new gym near my school. And then fell out of love with it because I just was not satisfied. After about two and a bit years of training, I just fell out of love because I hadn't made progress. Like the classic comparing yourself to the social yeah, media. I was like, this I, I look like shit right, for two and a half years of training. So I stopped for a good six months, got addicted to Fortnite. That, that was popping back then. Um, and then after the six months, I was like, right, I really want to get this back. I really want to take this serious now. So even though I'd got this video was on like 27 million views, right? And I'd made a couple other videos. I hadn't really sustained myself a good audience. Mm-hmm. I'd got those initial views cool, but no one really knew who I was. Yeah. They'd seen that video and they'd clicked off. So when I came back to the gym, I was like, right, I want to do the two things I love. One, make YouTube videos. Two, go to the gym. So while I was at school, I would just vlog my days at school and vlog me eating. Were and you vlog... allowed to do that? Not really, no. In school? In school, yeah. Did you, did you get any camera. kind of hit back from that from like students or anyone else or did anyone else comment on it not really and i think it's only for the reason like a little bit obviously the odd like they'd laugh at me if they saw me bring my camera out but it was never anything that deep and that's only because i'd already they already knew about this 27 million video and to them they were like wow this guy's a youtuber yeah yeah. Mm. but so but yeah i was vlogging in school I was vlogging me going to the gym after school with my mates. I was vlogging what I was eating. It was called the Skinny Kid Bulking Up series. And then I started, and this is where I started gaining like sustained viewers. So like regular viewers, because I do an episode each week and they'd be like, right, I want to see how much Joe's bulked up. I want to see his new weight, Mm -hmm. right? At this point, this was very early on. This was before TikTok was a big thing. Mm -hmm. This was before fitness was mainstream because in the past couple of years, I'm sure you two have noticed fit fitness and like the gym has just become the most mainstream yeah. thing yeah. ever through tiktok is my theory and lockdown so this yeah. was before all of that right on youtube every youtuber was big right and they were making series about their preps all of this every fitness youtuber was a big guy they'd already got muscle so i kind of came into the scene and i think the reason why my channel did well was because i wasn't big relatable i was somewhat relatable and people wanted to follow the journey of me getting big instead of them already seeing this big guy so yeah i just made that uh lockdown here i'm just telling my whole story here that's great mate i think the thing i'm interested in as well is you being a youtuber and a vlogger in school you started that age i started a similar age yeah how was how was school for you school was um it's weird because school was never like I was never a popular kid. I was never an unpopular kid. I was kind of just in the middle. I had my friend group kind of stayed to myself and stayed with my mates. Um, and I'll be honest, I didn't really get stick for being skinny before the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I was a skinny guy. Everyone knew it. If I took my shirt off in the changing rooms, people would be like, you're so skinny. Like just little stuff. It was never that 
big of a deal to me, right? But the weird thing was, was when I joined the gym and when I started hitting the gym and people started finding out about that, that's when I'd get loads of stick and that's when people would take the mix. expectations then as well. Yeah, and it's just, it did, but it didn't make any sense to me. They were like, why are you going to the gym? You're so skinny. And I was like, well, that's the sole reason I'm going mm -hmm. to the gym. I remember vividly one time there was a little uh, school gym, like literally three uh, multi-gyms just next to each other. And people always walking past it as you train. So no one ever trained there. And I was working out there, skinny Joe at like 15. And some guy walked, some like sixth former walked past and he just like started laughing at me. And I knew it was because I was so skinny, yeah. but it just didn't make any sense because that's the sole reason why I'm here. That's the sole reason why I'm working out. And I, yeah, I got, I got more stick for working out and being skinny than not working out and yeah. being skinny. So it's almost a form of bullying whilst you were uh, yeah. through, that, through that period. And I think that definitely motivated me to kind of like prove them wrong and like get bigger, get yeah. bigger than these guys in the most selfish way possible. That, I don't think that's selfish though, because you're doing something that you love. And as you said, you were skinny and you wanted to build muscle. Yeah. And then obviously the backlash of people, like I hate bullying. I think it's just the weirdest thing that people can pick on other people. Yeah. Did you, so do you think with fitness in the gym, you were kind of using it as a, not, not necessarily a coping mechanism, yeah. but it was something that, so yeah, you wanted to. Like motivation. Be, motivation yeah. and be bigger and better and stand up for yourself for these particular people. Yeah, it, exactly that. I, it, it was the, it was just amazing motivation to me. Mm. It would get to me from time to time, don't get me wrong, but more, to, more than anything, it was motivation. And the funny thing is, a lot of these guys who gave me so much stick back in the day for joining the gym are in my DMs now asking Literally, for like that is one of the questions workout I was advice. Ask. I'm not even joking. I know How everyone says this. That? I give I give it to them. Like I'm not going to hold a grudge for this 15 year old guy because he mm -hmm. could have changed from then. You know, I don't respect what he did back then, but is I'm it, not have they ever apologised for it? Like directly messaged you and said, "I'm sorry for." Um, no, they've just changed their attitude towards me massively. They've just been extremely nice and. Do you know what I sometimes think with that though is if Joe didn't have the social status uh, yeah, and 100%. everything that comes with it, would they have been as toward in terms of recontacting you? I always think about things like that. It's because, it's because you've now made something of yourself. Yeah. Use that leverage to put yourself in a great position. It's now the tables are turned almost. Exactly. They become the, they were the, they were the hot dog back in the day mm -hmm. and now it's completely switched around. Um, yeah, I think if I didn't have the social media, I don't think they would have changed their attitude towards me. I like to give them the benefit of the doubt that it was just because they were younger and mm -hmm. they were a bit more immature. And I'm not going to hold a grudge, but I, it, the reality is that is the case. Yeah. I think it's a good thing that you do. I mean, I, I can only imagine it's very difficult not to hold a grudge, but I think it's a a very uh, mature. mature thing Yeah, to, to at your age to be able to let that go. I think especially if you've used that pain to, to motivate you moving forward as well. We yeah. had this conversation with, I think, Ash Dykes last week um, about what motivates people. Like a lot of people use pain as a motivator. Yeah, and it's, it's often a lot stronger than the dangling the golden carrot in front of you. Yeah. Um, I spoke about the, the study that was done on rats where they did like this thing where they put them in a cage, rodents in there, put a mechanism on the back of them to, to measure the pull yeah. when the rats move forward, put cheese in front of them, measure the pull from cheese. And they put a cap behind them and measure the pull and the cap behind them. Really? I using fear or yeah, pain yeah, versus yeah. using success yeah. or reward. And the pull was always greater when it was fueled by pain or scarcity. Really? Yeah. So That's really interesting. interesting. Wow. Are yeah. you still fueled by 
that now? Uh, so that the kind of the feelings you had then towards people was obviously really motivating for you to prove them wrong. A couple of years on, is, does, is that pain still there? Uh, I, the the bullying pain definitely isn't there. Um, but the whole body insecurity of body dysmorphia of I always still see myself as skinny. Like this is not exaggerated. If I'm if I see myself bad in the mirror, I'll be like, I will feel worse than I did four or five years ago when I was mm. skinny. Um, obviously, if I see myself in the gym with a pump, I feel on top of the world, like I'm the biggest guy ever, mm. like everyone does. But a lot, it's just how like you see the angle of yourself in the mirror. And if I see myself and I see and I look skinny to myself, there'll be the motivation of I need to get bigger, I need to get bigger. Mm. Um, so the body dysmorphia is kind of like a blessing in disguise in so, somewhat degree because it makes me work hard, but it's maybe not the healthiest healthiest way i think that's that makes sense because if you look at the things that come from bullying in terms of like the long-term knock-on effects from it it's to do with mental health it's to do with self-esteem it's yeah. to do with loneliness it's increases rates of anxiety depression especially like in adult life if it's happened when you're really? a child as well yeah. yeah so i think that that's probably very evident from what you spoke about. I mean, even the way that I started the gym was similar in terms of, I, w I was always a really skinny kid, had to eat tons of food. Yeah. I found it really difficult to put on weight. The, the key driver for me was, do you remember those Nike Pro Tops? Yeah. I've told this story before, but I, w I put on Nike Pro Top for the first time. I was buzzing because like Ronaldo's on the front of yeah, it. I felt, yeah, yeah. put it on, I was like, yeah, look great. I yeah. am And then I came, <laughs> came running downstairs, showed my mum and dad, and my mum said, you look like a skeleton in that top. Really? Yeah, and I took it off, never wore it again. That was like my... My, my real pain point, I think it's called... ECG? EGC? Um, I think you've, you've just thrown me off whatever it is now. It's I called thought it was emotionally, ECC, it's, it's your emotionally charged connection. So it's the thing that you can resonate with. Of, that's the moment that sticks in the back of my yeah, mind. Yeah. Maybe that for you, that might have been a bully's, like some threat or some statement sure. that was made. Yeah. Mine was always that, and that's why I started. Yeah. Um. So I always remember that point of being like, the, that's the pain point of I remember, which kicked the whole journey off for me. Did you, do you, did you like after, I'm guessing that started you going to the gym, mm -hmm. did you put that t-shirt back on several I years later? I did wear it later, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then you're like, oh I put shit. It, I put it on and walked to the train station. <laughs> by the end, I had holes in the air. Uh, Make it too how small. big of an ego boost yeah. is that when you, when you did that? And I, I'm sure that felt amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a strange experience, but um, yeah, I, I always remember that being like my starting point with where I was at. But I mean, I've, I've been there before in terms of, the body dysmorphia thing and I think a lot of things played into my period of that and the pain that came with it how how worried are you about that fine balance of sometimes you see yourself and you feel like a piece of shit mm. and sometimes you'll see yourself and you feel great how, how much does that scare you in the long run of mm, I don't know it doesn't really scare me um, like I'll just give my honest answer I've fucking love the gym so if i have something which maybe is not the healthiest way to fuel my gym journey which is obviously the body dysmorphia it still does fuel it and i still do enjoy working out mm -hmm. so i'm cool with it i do you know don't get me wrong i feel like shit a lot of the times when i see myself in that mirror but i just kind of like i've accepted it now it's been I've, i'm only 20 years old it's been a quarter of my life where i've looked in the mirror and look like literally a quarter of my life I've been staring at myself pretty much every day in the mirror and probably 90% of that is a bad mm. response like mm. I'd love feel like shit and then
but yeah, I'm just used to it now. I think that is very that kind of journey is very evident for a lot of young males. I think the thing of of I want to go to the gym to better myself. I want to go to the gym to feel, look better, high self esteem, better self confidence. Just isn't the case. Yeah, and no, then never but, is. but then people fall down a hole sometimes of then chasing self perceived perfectionism and. It can be really difficult then to get that balance because then you become overly critical. Yeah. You never please, you never satisfied. I mean, I've I had it for a long, long time, and I think even still now I'll get glimpses of it. It's not. It's never as much as it. Is it not as bad? It, now it used then? to be. You know, yeah. I think definitely just the way that my my fitness journey's gone and the different. I think when I have more performance based challenges to go at and like I'm maybe looking at strength or I'm looking at speed or I'm looking at endurance, whatever it may. Be, having a performance metric just sometimes helps take the pressure off. Okay. I'm just going to focus on what it'll look like. That's that's definitely useful. I know that you've done some strength stuff. So it's more your mindset's changed compared to your physique's changed. Yeah. You change yeah, your yeah. mindset is a lot better than you putting on 20 pounds of muscle for your like mental side of it. Yeah. Because you put on the 20 pounds of muscle, you'll feel great for yeah. a bit yeah. of time, then you'll become... And so I, you just focus on other stuff now. Yeah, because I think that that ever... That nev- never kind of ending journey of just chasing perfection, and that drove me... Um, to take steroids, to try different types of steroids, to abuse steroids. Yeah. Because I thought that'd be the thing. Like, that's the next thing that I need to do. And surely if I do that... You'll feel good. I'll, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, it's not the case. Is it something that's ever crossed your mind? A hundred percent. And I've spoken about it openly. Um, you know, I I said recently in a podcast that in the future I would potentially dabble in it. Mm. Greg Doucette made a video on it. He said, like, don't, because it's what you just said. You're going to... It's just going to be a constant. You'll never be big enough. Um, it's just a personal decision that I need to make. If I was to ever do it, I'm a massive hypochondriac. I would obviously do a lot of research into it. Um, but yeah, it has crossed my mind every day, pretty much. Mm. I researched the hell out of it because if I was to ever do it, I want to know everything about it. Um, do yeah. you think you'd be, I think you would be quite open about it on social I media? I would be open about it 100%. And I think if I wasn't doing social media, I would have done it already. Mm. Because if I'm right. honest, I, I'm, how do I, like, my channel is natural. I think that I would lose viewers and ultimately, at the end of the day, I'd lose money if I, I think, started. I think you'd be surprised. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I know, I think what you're, for me anyway, looking, looking in, one of the big things that I really like about your stuff, Joe, is... Your relatability and your honesty are two, yeah. two big things. I think you're one of the most transparent people that I've watched. And I think just the way that you communicate that as well is really good. I mean, look at a, a prime example of someone who lied about it. And then when he came out, it's probably media was even bigger, was Liver King. So yeah. I, th- I don't think like people will probably tear on you that much. I think if you're open and honest about stuff, you'll probably get, I would imagine, some negativity and some comments. But that will be a, a minor proportion which will probably sound bigger when you look at it because whenever we look at negative comments we always feel like there's more than the than there actually is but i think you're doing a good thing in terms of doing your research because when i first started you just it, jumped in i just, remember speaking to you about yeah, it yeah it was like this guy behind the gym do you want a bag of pills yeah. make you bigger yeah i'm going like, yeah that's I'm, like for like i'm going i'm going a lot i'm going a lot it's so common and that's why it's good that we can have these open conversations and People can find out more stuff. You can talk to more people. Yeah. Um, it's the same with I think with anything. You just got to be sure that it's the the right decision. And I'd never say to anyone, don't do things. I think I've had a lot of failures in life and I've learned the most from them. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's through those experiences I'm then able to talk about more things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you just got to do your own, as, as much as anyone will tell you, you mustn't if do it. If someone says don't do it, at the end of the day, you're really going to listen to them. Yeah. The thing it's that you can you, say to them is, look, do it, fine. We're not going to stop you, but you can also always give them like tips, like do your research, all of this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I was actually going to say in regards to the point, the points that we're making just before that on, um, you know, like never being big enough, all of mm-hmm. this stuff, right? That's always been in my mind, okay? And I thought it was only me. But recently I spoke to Ryan Terry, right? The man is the most aesthetic human being I've ever laid eyes on. We did mention that this morning mm. also. Just yeah. chiseled in a different way, like, isn't he? unreal. Yeah. I was saying to my girlfriend, like, by the way, Ryan Terry's going to be there. Keep your eyes yeah, off him. Yeah, leave off. He's the best looking guy <laughs> I've ever like seen that in my with life. Me. He's like, shut your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but what, the point about Ryan is, I spoke to him and he, I was, I, I asked him, I was like, Ryan, why do you always wear like really baggy clothing? And he's like, he feels insecure. Um, he feels insecure a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I, it just boggled my mind. Like I said to him, I was like, I completely respect that because I know kind of where you're coming from. But like in my head, I was like, look at you. How can someone like that feel insecure? And it just goes back to the fact of you'll ne- you will never be big enough. You will no. never be satisfied. Even someone like Ryan Terry, who all of us in this room are just, he's a god to us. Mm. He doesn't, it's mental to me. It's mental. We're always chasing more and more as human beings. Like no matter what people do, you'll do something. It's like, okay, but what's next? Yeah, exactly. And you're on this hedonic treadmill. And it's like, okay, so I've ticked that box, but mm. what next? And it's the same thing with your, your bodies. And I Money. think social media- Money, yeah definitely plays a part in it as well. I, I feel a lot of pressure with social media and not as much now because I'm a bit more performance-based, but yeah. if you go back a couple of years, I was I had such bad body dysmorphia. I usually used to pinch my skin really? to check that my abs were still there. Mentally, and I yeah. still have it as a habit now. And Ben's like, what are you doing? But it's just a habit that I've had yeah. for so long. So and you're, I think, you're, you're better now than like... Yeah, but I, again, though, we still have days. Like sometimes yeah. I stand in the mirror and I'll say to Ben like, oh, like, ew, like I look horrible like i look I'll, I'll sometimes i think it's fine to accept those days rather yeah. than be this body positivity bullshit where you're like oh i look great even if you don't then it's just pushing emotions aside that you really need to accept yeah no mm. there shouldn't be people saying i'll oh, just accept how you are sometimes you do look at yourself like that and you the the bad days will mo- like as it's it sounds bad but i think it's the truth those bad days that probably didn't motivate mm. you a little bit more and as long as it's not controlling your life i don't think it's Absolutely. that bad yeah, I put. I can't even remember what it was now. I put a tweet up just before, which probably resonates a little bit with this. Something about your... Um, and it, it's, we, we sometimes get told this a lot of times. I said, one of the most toxic pieces of advice, you are perfect the way you are. Stop, oh, stop evading responsibility by Ridiculous. masking it with blind delusion that you have, you have no flaws. We all yeah. have flaws. We all sometimes need to accept them. And I think <clears throat> wanting to be better and other people literally trying to stop people from wanting to be better is toxic. Like as human beings, I think we can all be better in some regards and trying to be bring out the best version of ourselves. And even the process of doing that brings a lot, a lot of things with it as a journey, learning from failure. So I think it's, um, it's definitely one of the things that annoys me, but on the Ryan thing, we were at Gymshark event left Manchester the other week Mm. and Noel Mack was saying the same thing. He's like, Ryan, one of the, the best bodies in the fitness yeah. industry, won't take his top off and go and do posing because he's conscious about he needs to look perfect. I don't know if you saw Phil Heath. He yeah. did a video a couple of weeks ago saying that he's had body dysmorphia for oh, yeah. seven years. What, the last seven years? 
Uh, he's still got it. Yeah, he's still got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon for Phil Heath's case though, he's obviously now like not taking copious amounts of drugs. He's now just like cruising. Do you reckon, like obviously the man looks fucking mm-hmm. insane? Do you reckon it's because he's been at that high for so long and now he's obviously having to focus on his health more than that and he's dropped a little bit and that's why he's feeling like that. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's probably an element of that. Yeah, I'm sure- I think it plays a part. I think that's why a lot of football players end up depressed or long run because they have the peak of the career and it's one of the careers that you finish and retire really yeah. early. And it's like, yeah. how do I emulate that what do you do now? high again? Yeah. Do you know another great example? Love Island, right? How many of those guys come out about saying that they have depression? There's obviously been many suicides from Love Island. Mm. It's because you have like six weeks of being on the biggest peak of your life. Maybe another four weeks when you get out of paparazzi taking photos of you, you get an Instagram followers, but then no one cares after a month or two and you've just dropped Mm -hmm. down. You've been at that high, you've dropped down. How are you going to replicate that that high? Because what what you've done, sorry, is you've taken... Barbara, who serves sausage nope. rolls in a shop somewhere in Sheffield, and yeah. you put them into the limelight of them becoming probably the most famous person yeah. in the UK yeah. without any effort that's had to go involved. And we've spoke about this before in terms of that's why lottery winners end up bankrupt. So true. Because there's yeah. no, when you have to work towards something and you have to earn something, you value that end product a lot yeah. more when yeah. it's given to you. It's like, I didn't have to work to get here, so I don't really know what the sacrifice was in order for me to to gain that exchange for yeah, success. Yeah. So as soon as you come out of there, it's like, okay, I'm gone from hero and then to being dumped and I don't know what to do with it. Another great example, yeah. I think, yeah. I, th- I never thought about the lot of exam. That's so true. Um, you were speaking about social media as well, Lucy. Another clear example is two years ago, if I'd get 100K views in a day on my video, my the dopamine rush would be amazing. I'd feel on top of the world. You know when like a video does well or a podcast yeah. does well and you're you're mm. feeling you're amazing. Buzzing. Best feeling ever, right? Two years ago, feel amazing. Now, because my expectations have grown and grown and grown over the years, my viewers have grown and grown and grown. If I got hundred K in a day, I'd feel the complete opposite. I would be depressed because YouTube is my whole life. Like mm. I would feel like crap. So it's just once again it's the expectations on yourself. And that's why like Ryan feels like shit, but we look at him and be like, what? It's yeah. It, Cause it's so personal to the individual. Exactly. Just on the Love Island thing. The one thing that I thought was really good. And we spoke about this previously. So, you know, like the first like four, five, six seasons, everyone obviously blew up like yeah. the Molly May season and the Tommy, yeah. the, like insane the behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, for they've done really well from it, like ongoing and not everyone does. Yeah. But this season, I don't know if you noticed it or watched that the winter one just gone. They, you couldn't, nobody could post on their social media. I heard about that. So nobody was really following them. You physically, their, what what it was before they went into the villa was exactly the same as when they came out. So not a lot of them had big followings. Whereas they do a little bit now, they've grown. They've grown a little bit. Like Molly May came out with like four mil. Yeah. Like that's insane behavior. Whereas now, and they did it for the mental health of the contestants and also the family because the families were dealing with it on the outside on previous series, like dealing with like hate messages and they never signed up for that. So I think that's why this year they had bought in you literally, because nobody was following them because they weren't posting. Yeah, and it's a good thing. Like they shouldn't be going on there for followers. Reality, they should be going there for love. Which I I don't think all of them do. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of them were not happy when they heard that news. Mm. But like you said, it is a good thing. As much as people don't want to hear it, especially the contestants, in the long run, 
trust me, they definitely would want that because mm-hmm. it could cause some serious like mental health consequences. Have you ever had any mental health issues due to? Yeah, I, I had, um, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a weird one. Like I'll hold my hands up, right? I don't think I've ever said this, but I'll say it here. I'll hold my hands up and I, I was so wrong for this. Um, I, for the majority of my life, thought that people who said they had depression, had mental health, I thought that, not all of them, but mm. I thought a lot of them were being overdramatic. And you know what? Some people nowadays probably still, like maybe yeah. some people just do it for attention. The odd person, fine. But I, back in the day, I thought everyone, like loads of people were just doing it for attention. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like mm. get over it, right? It's completely stupid mindset. But then, like one, I was happy for... 19 years of my life 19 20 years of my life had no mental health problem ever I was always a happy kid um and then when I was 20 it just hit me one day um my acne got really bad and then it stopped made me stop focusing on the gym so I got skinnier and I just looked myself in the mirror and I'd never felt worse and it actually started affecting my mental health problems genuinely no over exaggeration I was driving to the gym and I was I can't remember a day where I was like truly happy and it went on for about four months and then I I started like sorting myself out right I started uh taking Accutane for my acne I started taking the gym a lot more seriously taking my diet more seriously basically stopped felt I stopped feeling sorry for myself what was that mindset switch how did that I just said to myself I was like I can't I can't I can't live like this it was literally every day it was affecting my YouTube I wouldn't post on YouTube. Like if I'd done a banging video, I'd made an amazing video, but then I saw a clip with my acne looking bad, I just wouldn't post it. So it was affecting my income. It was affecting my viewers. It was affecting my whole life. And one day I just said to myself, stop this, sort it out. Tomorrow you're getting your diet back on track. You're starting this medication. And I did. And I like, I'm generally not just saying this for the camera. I'm generally happy again now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really misjudged my views my my views on it before were were so bad and i hold my hands up for that i think that's really good that you can say that though and come out and say look like i said this yeah. and i had this behavior and this yeah. is what i thought but until i've like lived the experience or been through something we've all done that we've all said stuff and then you've had lived experience and been like do you know what i hold my hands up and i take back what i said yeah and that for you to be able to do it especially on like a podcast is is, Some, is great sometimes i think often in life with whatever it is we're looking for evidence before we can believe something and yeah. obviously when it's smashed in the face there's no there's no bigger um no bigger evidence bigger yeah that. yeah but I, I do think the same thing. Like, there's definitely people in the world who will uh, use the mental health card 100%. I think Piers Morgan so, spoke about it a lot of times. I agree. Um, and there's a difference between, like, actually having anxiety and then just feeling anxious. The two things are very different. Very true, yeah. Um, and having but, depression and feeling sad. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They're, they're all different, they're all different yes. things. I think when you feel depressed and when you know... It's, it's consuming your life. It sounds like a bit of a vicious circle because you've obviously had these feelings of body dysmorphia. But that- it, the feelings of body dysmorphia, I can tell you, like, you're 100% right. Don't get me wrong. I'd feel sad from time to time, yeah. but the majority of my days, I was a happy kid. Yeah. This four-month period, as you said, it was constant sadness. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is that it sounds like a, a circle, like, because there's, there's obviously an element there from your history of bullying, which then leads into lower self-confidence and anxiety which could then play into like body dysmorphia and then yeah. if you look at like some of the remedies for body dysmorphia it's i'll fix my diet i'll exercise more i'll get help with nutrition i'll get support from family 
I'll keep a journal. Some of these things that are supposed to be remedies for it are sometimes causes of it as well. So it's difficult to find out like when am I on the, the right path of where I need to be? And then you've got social media tied into there as well, which you're then looking for validation from others based on yeah. your job being to be in the public eye. Yeah. It's such a difficult sphere. And this is one of the things I was going to say is it must be so difficult being a, a Gen Z who's only ever like grown up with social media because I've grown up kind of half your half. Like yeah, I, yeah. It wasn't social media when I was a kid yeah. and then I kind of evolved in, into it. I can only imagine how difficult it must be to, to kind of grow up with it, being in school, to always be involved in it, especially for you having 20 million eyes on you. Yeah. Like back in the good old days, the, the most people you'd probably see or have contact with or stand up and speak in front of, if we're going back to like caveman times, would have been a tribe. For you to think I've got 20 million people Mental. looking around and doing something, yeah. the human brain just isn't involved yeah. enough comprehend to, to comprehend yeah. that many people listen to you as well. And then for you to have that in the back of your head subconsciously, it must just be so difficult. Again, we spoke about this last week in terms of where we're up to social media. It's such a new thing still. And for human beings to be able to operate optimally on it, I just don't think we fully understand how yeah. powerful it can be and the, the knock-on effects it has to our, to our mental health as well. Yeah, yeah. mate, you, you, got, you hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, growing up, I'd compare myself, you guys, not as much. You wouldn't see this Back in the day, you wouldn't see this feed of ripped guys yeah. constantly. You wouldn't compare yourself that boom, mental that can affect people's mental health, body dysmorphia, all of that, which wouldn't have happened in the past without social media. Another thing, when I was going through this acne, this feeling like shit, I had all these eyes on me because obviously I'm a fitness guy. I need to post myself shirtless. I need to post myself weekly. I did not want to post myself. Like that was the last thing I wanted. I was, I remember I was thinking to myself, I just want to work a desk job where I go to work do my own thing, go go home. And again, social media, like because of all the eyes on me, it just made the whole experience so much worse. Why did you stick it out? Why didn't you do that desk job? Because I've done YouTube since I was like a 10 year old kid. And it's, I knew that like, I'm not, I'm not quitting this. Like I'm not letting it completely ruin me. And I knew that I will get better and I did so. Mm. But it, it did affect it for the, that period of time. Like it affected it massively and I was, uploading a lot less frequently were people asking you like joe are you okay and some people were so i saw some comments saying like oh he doesn't seem the same all of this sort of stuff but i don't think that was necessarily true because when it came to the videos i just kind of had to put on like a put on a smile put on a good attitude and hope people wouldn't notice people asking why i was posting less and i never really answered but i did come out with a video and explain the whole situation so yeah i was just going to ask that because some people don't and they just kind of stick through and then some people do and they do a video and I think that's, that's a, yeah, I think it's far better to do that though because then people can clock on and look back and realize, oh, do you know what? He's human, yeah. just like and everyone else and you're yeah. super relatable anyway. So I think that's a really good thing to do where you're being way more transparent on social media and people are like, oh, okay, so actually Joe has actually struggled with mental health. Maybe yeah. maybe I should go and speak to my doctor because I'm not feeling quite yeah. right. Yeah. And it's a really good thing to do. 100%, 100%. And there's way more creators than we probably think that are struggling silently behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, I think kind of the first period I picked up on it was when we were at My Protein in London. I mean, you were speaking oh and you were speaking God. about like hair and skin. I was like, for me, because I'd been through uh, a thing of where it ri the pressure, the comparison, yeah. looking at other people had made my eating disorder really bad to the point where I'd got to a really bad place, a really dark space in my life where I was 
even considering taking my own life and that this is where I spoke to Lucy about I had to have therapy. Yeah. I think I knew what those warning signs were. So really? I remember WhatsApping you a couple of times just asking I, if you're I, okay. I really and, appreciate that. I remember uh, messaging you yeah. about that. Yeah, you've just brought it back because that was um, the event in late June-ish time, right? In um, uh, under, London, underground, in yeah. the underground. So you're spot on. That's when it was starting. Mm-hmm. That's when it was getting bad. Like the, it had just hit. It was getting really bad at that point. And you picked up on it straight away because obviously you saw those yeah, things that you've signs, gone through yeah. yourself. Because I was asking you questions like, what was I? I was asking hair transplant, hair transplant. I was asking skin, everything. Yeah. Like, because once you see these insecurities, the spots, the, the skinniness, you start looking at your hair and you're like, is that back a little bit? Yeah. Like, and you start and it you takes over you. Yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Yes, mate. I've, by the way, just want to say thank you for no, that. No, like, you're I'm welcome, all good now, but like, honestly, really appreciate you checking in because like like that is a massive thing checking yeah. in it's on for, for guys definitely as i think well. men's mental health there's always a lot about i think anyway around women's and women's emotions and we're emotional beings and yeah. x y and z but then you have this massive thing when male suicide is so high yeah and it's exact conversations like that but i don't think you probably would have had that conversation if you hadn't lived that experience i i think i've done it before where i've just gone just don't be a bitch ben or just man up yeah, and man i've said up. it to myself yeah. like so the fact that you then have sometimes other people saying it to you, it's like, it's difficult then to to know how to navigate that space. What, from that experience, what have you learned and what do you think you've maybe changed or put in place to try and keep you in a good space? Um, I just say, uh, if, if I'm honest, I don't know if this is the best advice, but this is just me personally. I just keep on top of, everything mm-hmm. so i keep on top of my gym now because i was slacking a bit keep on top of my diet and my skincare routine i'm i'm keeping on top of that basically i just don't want these things to come back mm-hmm. like i don't want the spots to come back because i know that that could potentially trigger it again so just self-care basically just mm-hmm. look after myself don't mm-hmm. don't laze about and you know it helps me like it makes me be more productive mm-hmm. and yeah i think that's definitely one of the things is being not reactional to it, like being the opposite. I'm lost the word. Proactive. Proactive. Thank you, Cal. <laughs> um, is I because we've looked at mental health like at the tabletop. I think there's like a couple of legs that keep it supported. So you've got like the physical health, which you're obviously focusing on. There's the actual mental, mental and physical side of it, like what type of things you doing that just make you happy, which draws side fitness, yeah. and then yeah. the social side of it, um, which again is difficult. I think one of the things that is probably underspoken about is as a creator and as someone who's into fitness and even just the way that the world works now is how much time you can spend on your own yeah um yeah especially like if you're just tuned into editing or if you're tuned into what you're doing and you're looking to drive yourself forward in a workspace that you are very solo based it can be difficult so i think having a, a supportive group which it looks like from what you've got like yeah you you kind of I've you've got, got that with you now. yeah 100 percent. i've got so many people that like including you for example mm-hmm. i got my mates i got my family i spoke to all of them about it and it massively helped and it, it's such a big thing if i didn't get to speak to these guys if you, you checking up on me i genuinely mate like that that did help massively I'm glad I, I really appreciate that i remember also uh i went to i have this mate who i see every couple months right and i remember july time we went for a Toby Carvey. It's like a tradition. Yeah. And I was wearing a cap, like, cause I was trying to cover my face, right? And I was like, I was like looking around and he just said to me, he was like, what is up? Because he could tell as well. And that support, having those people there who genuinely care about you and are genuinely noticing different changes 
in your body language and how you're acting they can pick up on that and then because for like we said for guys it's hard to speak up about it but if mm -hmm. someone comes to you it's potentially a lot easier and when you do speak it it helps massively mm -hmm. i think i can notice a difference even just in your persona from what you were like when we were in London that time, yeah. So what you're like now today? Have I seen you since that London no, time? No, that's what I mean. So I can really? just tell by like yeah. your body language, the way that you are speaking. Yeah, no. Or even the way you pick your head up a little bit more, the way yeah. that you are. I don't think I even yourself. saw you there. I feel like was I, I there? You I've, were there. I've definitely said no. I swear I've seen you guys. I think since. just because me and Joe had a bit of a longer chat, I just remember yeah. it more. Yeah, yeah. And we knew pre we knew each other. Yeah, yeah. We've From, seen each other several yeah, times yeah. before that as well. But I, I did say hi to you. Mm -hmm. But you probably just don't remember. Was it lazy. right before my hundred k? Was I absolutely yes, fucked? Yes, it was. Right. I was also feeling fucked. <laughs> I probably wasn't taking anything on board. How, um, because this is another big part of it that affects a lot of people and it affects not just creators or people online or people in the fitness industry, it affects everyone. How do you deal with, because you will have and be open to it like a lot more, like we just said before, you will have social interactions potentially with hundreds or thousands of people. How do you deal with the negativity that sometimes comes your way? Um... Well, I'm pretty lucky in the fact that I'm a YouTuber, not a TikToker. And what I mean by that is TikTok comments are a lot more immature than YouTube comments are. Hate comments on TikTok are so much more common than on YouTube. So I'm very lucky in the sense that I don't really get that much hate. Um, the thing, like, if I'm honest, the main hate I get now is just people taking the mic out of my lisp, right? I've never even noticed that. Fucking Chris Bumstead's got a list, mate. And he's Sex like one the of most, the sexiest man on earth. <laughs> like, I, genuinely, that does not bother me, right? Um, obviously, like, people calling me skinny still, stuff like this. Maybe, like, I'm not going to chat shit. If someone, if someone just says he's skinny, I don't care. But if someone goes really personal and a deep hate comment and they, they've took time to do it, sometimes it can get to me, I'm not going to lie. But in general... It, re it like it really doesn't bother me. I've never once in my life had someone come up to me in real life and say something hateful about me in regards to my YouTube channel and my fitness journey because the only people who are doing these comments are behind a no profile picture. Let's be honest, I'm probably in better shape than them, the guys who are calling me skinny. So honestly, it really doesn't bother me. I, I, I can't comment for people who get a lot of hate. I'm just fortunate enough that I'm... I don't get that much hate, so. You also build these mental calluses over time as well. You get a certain amount of, oh, you're skinny. I always get, oh, you're on steroids. I'm thinking, cool time, like, great. Like, yeah. the comments, I think they become so normal, you kind of don't care. And I've said that to people before. I'm like, yeah, but you shouldn't become just numb to it. I'm like, but it's just part of our yeah, job, you're unfortunately. You're used to it now. Like, we put ourselves out there. We're going to get some weird comments. You especially, you have such a big YouTube channel. The odd comment... It is what it is. Yeah. Unless, as you said, when it goes really personal and someone, it seems like they have a personal vendetta against you, that I think is weird behavior. Yeah. The fact that someone's taken so much time out yeah. of their personal day to do that, you almost feel sorry for them. Yeah. And that's the way we've always said in terms of dealing with it is you just feel a little bit sorry for them and then just kill them with kindness in terms of, I'm really sorry you're having a bad day. Yeah. I hope you're doing okay because you possibly could not say anything back like that person could be like oh uh, joe you're a wanker like it's it so just true. it doesn't it's work so like that killing with kindness is the the, the most like i've had guys cliche but it, it's, it's true, so <laughs> true. like you someone dms me say i remember i can't remember the exact messages but someone dms me saying like just basically throwing hate at me and i responded like really nice back then i was like 
yeah, I guess you're right, blah, blah, blah. Like, looked at your profile, you're looking sick. So I can't even chat shit back to you. Right? I was super, I, I did like, this guy was a dickhead, but I was still yeah, really nice to nice. him, yeah? And then he responded with really nice comments back because he's just a guy yeah. who's looking for a, a, a fight or something like that. Have, have you guys ever had comments like recently which have actually affected you and you've... I was going to say, I'm guessing most uh, of your audience are male on YouTube. Like 98% male, yeah, so yeah. The way that men will abuse each other is is usually physical. Punch each other, beat each other up, have a fight, done. The way that women will abuse each other is usually socially, sure. status-wise, um, and also use men to do that as well. So I think this is why probably I will see a lot of the time you get a lot of abuse I get from a lot. mainly really? women. Yeah. Which is it, is it mainly women then? That yeah. Because, I mean, guys say comments like, oh, you look like a man, you've yeah. got too much too much muscle, I'll get back in the kitchen. Right. They 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 empower me. They motivate you me like to be like, them. yeah, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, I'll create content off that, great times. When other women say stuff that's, like, really hurtful, because yeah. they the way they can sometimes word it is very emotional. Yeah. So they'll say something, and it's, it's so inherently wrong, and they don't just send, like, a little... They'll like send a you a massive thing. message, like a paragraph. And, and do they get thinking, to you? They do sometimes, but it's more so because I have generalized anxiety and I've had it for as long as I can remember. Right. Like since growing up as a swimmer, yeah. always had it. If I am having a bad day, they that will can, get to me. That can make it worse, if yeah. I'm feeling fucking fantastic, I will laugh it off so easily. Fair. And it's not often I'll have like a full, really bad day where I'm feeling terrible. On those days, I just have to say to Ben, like, it's completely got to me. And I usually cry. Yeah. Not because I'm like inherently upset about it. Sometimes I just need to cry and maybe get it off my chest. Yeah. But mine's really dependent on if I'm having a good day or a bad day. So I just don't really know sometimes. One question I have for you mm. is this steroid comments and same with you. Mm. Do, do, do you find that an insult? Because if I got those comments, like those hate comments, I'd, I'd love them, right? Because you mm. go to the gym to get muscle and then you're getting called that you're on steroids when you're not. Like, do you so not like those comments? I, or don't, do you? I don't like it because I don't think what a lot of people, so, so I only really get those off guys. Fast. Um, maybe I might be bigger than them. I don't know. Probably. I've got big yeah. shoulders, yeah. so um, it bugs me a little bit because I don't want it to. Obviously, I'm not. I don't want the thought of it to take away from my hard work. Yeah, that's the only bit that bugs me. But then okay. also, I don't think they've ever seen a woman on steroids. Like women bodybuilders on steroids are huge, and you can tell they're on steroids. You can tell so, by their voice as well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, massively bothered by those like at all. As I said, I create content off those sort of comments. Um, but no, I don't take it as a compliment. I think, oh, fuck really? Hell. Yeah. Really? Okay. I fair. think guys probably do. I get it yeah. occasionally, and I'm like, this is the best comment Great. ever. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to speak about this later, potentially with Ryan, if we train. But the other thing that people forget just on the, what you were talking about is like looking at females who are actually on steroids. There's like social media big, and then there's like competitor Olympia big. So, for example, people will say to me sometimes, oh, you're on gear, but you, you, it looks, or, or even nice things, you look great, you look big. Yeah. Whatever, I usually respond to the comments of like, yeah, I've been on gear, so <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing to come back with from that because they're, they're trying to offend yeah, me. Like, like, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 I'm very honest. Um, but back onto the social media big versus being an Olympian or a competitive athlete. I stand next to Ryan. I would look like the smallest man on earth, <laughs> but like you can make yourself look bigger on social media than you, than you actually are. And Mate, I think. Um, that is something that people forget. People, 
Callum Von Moga, prime example. He tries to do competitions and compete and stuff. And on social media, he looks like a bodybuilder. And then he goes into up. a show, yeah. he gets smalled by everyone. Mate, it's so fucking... Like, can I just show you an example from today? Yeah. Jay, Jay Cutler. Just be what? careful with your nude folder there as well. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be in the hidden folder. <laughs> You've seen that now? It's so sneaky the way you can face ID the hidden folder. I really think that would crush some relationships, you know. Mm. In their hidden folder, they're just going to have like... Stuff that porn, yeah. I think that's legit, legitimate. They'd have like, I don't know why. I don't, I, have, I don't face have a phone which is face ID, just to say. So I don't know. Do you not have it on your phone? I it's know. I, new... I didn't know you could do that. It's it was the oh, new true. Apple update. Oh really? You could yeah. face ID like a new world. Photo like you gallery. have like a hidden album, and you recently deleted. Both have like lock screens on, and only you can access it yeah. with your face. Mine's well, mine's full of to you, so. <laughs> There you go. Mine's full of my biggest poos. So, <laughs> so here's a photo. Yeah, I mean, I don't look bigger than the guy, but. I got loads of comments saying like you've outangled Jay Cutler. Yeah. Like, bro, Jay Cutler's arms are yeah. twice the size of mine. Wow, but in but the yeah, photo, that look. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mental, isn't it? And people don't realise that. So, like you said, social media can you can be perceived completely differently to how you are. Mm-hmm. And with Callum Von Moga, I remember when he stepped on stage that time, and I remember being pretty disappointed with what I saw compared to mm-hmm. the photos of him in the yeah. mirror like that and the anabolic yeah. lighting is yeah. tensing, yeah. David Lade's another example. Um, yeah. 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 He, he Everyone's, I'm an example. I post the good photos of myself. I'm not going to chat, you know what Everyone I mean? Everyone does. Why would yeah. you, like, people talk about, like, oh, why are people just posting the highlights of uh, bodies, relationships, whatever it is. And I, I, I 100% get that people should be talking about more things or being authentic, whatever it is, but people can post what they want to post. Why not feel good about yourself? Yeah, you're going to you know? post, yeah. people are looking for that endorphin hit, especially, same with relationships, people aren't going to be posting the, the video of them arguments yeah, or crying. Yeah. It's it's unauthentic to do that. Mm. But there's that whole movement on social media where you'll get a, maybe a girl who looks like, maybe like not like as muscular, but, and then bends over and like, like a contortionist and puts herself into shapes to give herself roles and be like relatable. And I'm just like, just put a video up of me, like, so me in the gym yeah. and you'll see my cellulite. You'll see like, how you not, are, yeah. I'm not just being like, like, sell you like this that it just is what it is you don't have to put yourselves into those positions and i think that's where i get a bit uncomfortable because it's so forced in those sort of senses i don't i don't think that's re- if i did that i don't think that's relatable i think just me being you're me so right. breathing out yeah. what that's me what you see is what you get yeah. when you're putting yourself into those positions for likes on instagram i think that's when you have to have a look at yourself i'm not going to name a name but there is a girl who I follow who does exactly what you just said. Yeah. And it's pretty much every post. Mm-hmm. She stands like that in the how I look usually. And then she stands really good in the how I look when I'm posing. I could do that now. You like, could do Anyone could down, do that. It... Like, it's not relatable. Like you said, a video of you in the gym is the best Seeing way the to bad perceive angles them. And yeah. Just doing whatever. And it yeah. is what it is without popping yourselves into those positions. It's, Everyone can get well. So You're shredded as fuck. You can get well. Down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I do struggle with because I think it doesn't actually help that many people. I might be wrong. I, I don't know. But I people agree. have always said to me, "Lucy, please never do that because that's just not. It's not it for you." Yeah. I, I also don't think that victimhood is aspirational either. In what? What do you mean by that? Sorry. It. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, have dealt with things in life, and I, I think some people now hold on to being victimized, and they wear it as their identity yeah. and use it to get likes, to get yeah. validation from other people. And then they can't ever shake off that 
I think that, that's, that I think that's sad though for yeah, the yeah, person because it's been validated. We spoke about this on the plane before about how people will perceive themselves sometimes on social media. It's liked, got loads of double clicks. It's validated by loads of other people, thousands of people. They then have to become that character because they can no longer be themselves because yeah, they've I, been known I, as something different. I completely get, like I've always been known as like the skinny guy. Um, I don't, unless I get specifically asked about the question, I never want to really bring up like, how I got taken the mick out of back in the day. I've tried to change my channel towards more like entertaining fitness content and not just being known as this guy who got bullied because you're so right. There's too many people on social media who know that I'm going to tell this story a million times over and just reword it a bit different, re-edit it a bit different, and it's going to get me views. And they're using one story to just fuel their whole, mm -hmm. whole channel. I think it's still good that you talk about it though because I think you will be a role model to a lot of young males who would be going to the gym for the first time, who have felt in a similar position to do to you because that's how I started. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not against it. I will post a transformation of skinny me to mm -hmm. more muscular me. I just don't, like you said, I don't like victimizing myself because a lot of people had it worse than me. My life, I, I had a great family growing up. I had great friends still growing up. Like my life was fine. You know, I'm never going to like say that I had the worst life ever, all of this stuff, which a lot of people, they over-exaggerate how bad they're, start was and how good their mm -hmm. thing is now like i had a great life when i was a kid there was a bit that went wrong in regards to me being skinny and i sorted it out and i'm happy with where i am yeah. today i have that's, what, that's a, why i love the yeah. alex homo quote which is if someone's had it worse and done it better you have no excuse spot on but i just think as well it's because i hadn't eaten sort of four years yeah and i will not really speak i did one video on it yeah, on youtube sure. a while ago and I won't really speak about it. Maybe the odd ask a question. I I categorically did not want to identify myself with the girl who had an eating disorder. Yeah. I wanted to, to then become this strong, powerful woman. And I think if I, I could have easily identified as that and just that could have been my whole career. Could have got views off that. I could have got yeah. views off that. I could have done really well off that. Yeah. But I actually wanted to escape something that had happened to me and I can't I quite understand that. why... So like you with the bullying, you don't want that to be your identity, your whole life, the kid who was bullied. Yeah. I don't want to be the girl who left swimming and had an eating disorder and was miserable. And I, I, I don't want people to see me in that way. So that is that what it's called? Vic, victim, victimizing yourself? Victimhood or being victimized. Yeah, but it's a lot like, yeah, you, you, it's a lot, lot like you saying about the girls who post how they had an eating disorder like five years ago and it's every single post of theirs yeah, and it's getting like them likes they don't care like the this girl who's posting it there's one i've got in my head i'm not going to say it online yeah. i'm sure i'll probably think of the same thing this girl who's posting it posts it every day just rewords the caption she doesn't care anymore she just cares about the like maybe when she started her channel she did care about it but she saw the like she got greedy and she's and carried on it doing it an issue and that's why and dangerous yeah. for it, other yeah. young women like we said before it's even more difficult now because when we think about everyone has always through their life through time been looking to get more status we actually have a physical tangible little number that tells yeah. us what our status is yeah and people believe that that's what their self-worth is so it's then ridiculous. they then attach it to those yeah. digital numbers and they're always it's easy to do i've done it before you've probably done it before you've done it before yeah it's, it's easy I, I remember taking a post down once like maybe two years ago because i didn't get enough likes yeah like i took a post down mm. I, I, I spoke on a podcast, you know, the Strike It Big podcast. Yep. Mm. Um, I, I spoke on there about another individual, not going to name names. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I've been with my protein for quite a while now since the start of lockdown. So about 
three probably when we signed yeah same with us probably like about the same time you years. signed and i remember the first event coming out of lockdown it was one of the first events right and i met this guy and he was just coming up he was getting into the scene he was gaining some followers he was the nicest guy ever right i meet him a year later don't get me wrong he's still a nice guy but i can tell he's got such a bigger ego now and it's purely because that number that small number has grown a bit bigger and people people can change their whole personality off that ego driven how have, you, how have you managed to stay so grounded? You're one of the most grounded, humble people. Considering how many followers and subscribers you have, how, why, why are you so humble? I appreciate it. I don't know. Like, um, I actively try and do it. I, I'll put my hands up. I don't want to seem cocky. I don't want people to look at me and be like, that guy's a cocky fuck. Because, well, there's nothing to be... Like, I just... I don't know how to explain it. It's hard... Ah, oh, fuck. Let me... <laughs> like... I just, uh, okay, this is going to sound weird, but a big inspiration of mine is Lionel Messi, right? Lionel Messi is the most, arguably one of the most successful people in the world. And you look at videos of him and he's so humble. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you like the guy. It makes you respect the person, yeah? I want to be like Messi, as much as it sounds stupid. Like, I want to be successful. I don't want it to change who I am. I want people to be like, yeah, he's still a nice guy. And that's kind of just how I want to live my life. Messi is the massive inspiration. It's, it's, it's a good example of that because then, but because the the opposants that would be Ronaldo, Ronaldo, who's cocky, yeah, arrogant, exactly, good looking, a great footballer, but is he, he also has a status as well? He does, and it's how you handle that status. Yeah. I don't think Ronaldo's too bad, but compared to Messi, to be fair example, though, like if you if you're the greatest footballer, you can be, there, you can be, to be cocky yeah, about. exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. You can say your own poo smells good. <laughs> but you yeah, had to mention poo, didn't you? Poo's got to come in. Yeah. The, the the one thing I want to ask you about is why we spoke about this in the plane. Talk to me about the dart story. Say again. The dart story. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I um. So basically, like, I want to travel, yeah. all right? And I'm like, I can put this travel on the business if I make it into a video. Let's make this interesting. I've got, you know, I can make a video. I can probably make my money back from this. Why not just like have some fun? So, um, I basically, for people who haven't seen the video, I blindfolded myself, threw a dart. Uh, my mate spun me around so I couldn't tell where I was. Uh, like, I couldn't tell where what was where in the map. Threw a dart at the map. Wherever the dart landed, I would travel to. I live streamed it on Instagram. So, there was no way mm. of me faking it. No way of really good idea. me retaking it. Right? Yeah. That's the Back yourself. That is the only yeah. way, right? Yeah. That's the only way to prove it. Because there was like 2,000 people in that live. If I faked it, someone would have called me out on it. Um, I did land in the sea on my first throw, admittedly, and I didn't put that in. But <laughs> come on, I'm not fucking traveling <laughs> You're in the sea. You're not going to go in the sea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I traveled. It landed on Kazakhstan. So random, Is right? that the thing where Borat was? Yes. Yeah. And that's the only thing people know about Kazakhstan. Yeah. If yeah. I say Kazakhstan, what else can Borat be Borat and Joe Fraser's been there. But, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that'll be what everyone's saying in the future. Yeah, that's where Joe Fraser yeah. went. But yeah, I, landed, I went to Kazakhstan, got a flight there. Um, it was a flipping dystopia, mate. Like the main airport, this is the capital city, midday, not a soul is in that really? airport. Not a soul. Uh, like we a get out, hut. like like a well. It was a big fucking wooden hut, yeah. but nothing there. Right, like echo. You could hear your own echoes. Walk out. There's one man there with a taxi. <laughs> Don't even know if it's a legit taxi, right? But he's the only guy that one taxi. Getting that taxi to our hotel. Who are you with? 
Uh, my mate Jack, who's my cameraman, yeah. and my mate Vanessa, who's a manager, but he's basically just like a really good mate now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we travelled to our hotel, and as we were like in the car, I'm obviously staring out the window, and it's just, I, I can't explain it. it. It's a dystopia. It was, no one was in the streets, maybe the odd person walking, like such an NPC walk. You just, <laughs> you, you, it was so weird, mate. Um, and then we get to this hotel, no one's really in the hotel. And then I look on um, like this travel app, like the top five things to do. Yeah. And it was like, number three was like a shopping mall. Number two was climb some stairs. Like it was the most boring thing ever. So we completed the whole city in two hours. How long were we there for? We were there for three days. So two hours we'd completed the city, went back to the hotel. We're like, what do we do now? So we were like, people have maybe been to Kazakhstan, but has, anywhere, has anyone been at just a random place in Kazakhstan? So we got the train and we just stopped at a random location. We jump off, like you have to jump off onto the tracks and we're on this, there's this little village, right? Uh, there's one shop there and these little kids come to us and they have like, I'll be honest, they've never seen a white person in their life. Yeah. Not a chance has anyone been to this village. It was run down like shacks. It was so mental. Um, and yeah, we just started exploring with them. We had Google Translate luckily. And they were speaking to us and just a mad, like a th such a nothing like what we see every day. And it was, it was awesome. So just what, what started is like a simple, I remember I got a DM from there, the kid's parents that night saying, you gave our kids unforgettable, me unforgettable Aww. memories. Thank you. And it just made me tear off. I was like, what well, started from a simple, like dart on a map, a stupid video idea led to like having a massive impact, having a massive impact on some, like it was amazing. I loved it. Were those and kids really happy? They they came up to us like, they started really kind of scared coming up to us. They, they were looking at us like this. And then we're like, hello. And, and, and the universal thing, a high five, no matter what language, yeah. no matter if they've met you or not, or wherever they are, everyone recognizes the high five and they know it's a peace symbol, right? And then we started speaking to them on translate. They showed us to their school, Aww. showed us to their That's only so shop. Nice. And I remember when we walked into that shop, like there wasn't much there in the shop, right? Mm -hmm. It was a little, little shop. And the, the worker was just like looking at us like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But yeah, awesome, man. Really awesome. That's a great experience. I think it's a great life experience, mate, to, to go through as well. Massive, yeah, amazing life experience. I, really, really, I'd recommend it massively. Just go in somewhere random. Give the give it a go well, for yeah, your channel. Yeah, it, it, it does sound quite tempting because yeah, you just tempting. go to the places that you want to go yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. You would never thought to go to Never thought of going to, yeah. I mean, I might not visit Kazakhstan. It yeah. might not be the one. You've done it. You've done that one for us. Yeah. Well, if you land there, um, you, yeah. can't, you can't fake <laughs> no it. No backing out now. Yeah. Um, from this whole roller coaster journey that you've been on so far, mate, and I'm sure it's only just the start for you. Are you happy with your life? Uh, yeah, very happy with my life. I got amazing friends. Got an amazing family. Um, I consider myself somewhat successful. Um, and I know where I'm going with my life. A lot of people my age are kind of stuck with what they want to do. I know what I want to do and I'm really happy with it. So yeah, like genuinely really happy, really happy with how I am. What's next? What is next? To get a lot more subscribers on YouTube, hopefully. And but not become attached to it. Not become attached yeah. to it. Well, not too extreme mm -hmm. become attached to it. And get jacked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm not getting jacked. You've got to do this, mate. So this, this is all trusty. Grip tester. Okay. So Luke and Tom, Luke and Tom Slotman have done it. 
Mm-hmm. All the, we get all the guests yeah, to do it. Matt's done it. What's your cheated? Matt cheated. Did Matt get 76? Matt got 77 by pushing it against his leg, oh, but you can't We haven't got that. the book. We've got like a big pop-up like Top Gear board as well, but we couldn't bring it with us. What did Noel get? I don't think Noel wanted anyone to read out his score, actually. I think uh, if I don't beat Noel, I'm going to be actually so Should I just do a start? Yes, first start, and then you start. Is that right? Go on, you go first. I've done it. What did you get? What did I get, Carl? 70... 75, I think. What did you get? 44. Did I, oh. no, I got 45 on my new attempt. It's good. So I just go as hard as I yeah. can, yeah? Yeah. Can you see it in there? Go, 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 go. <laughs> oh my god let me go again let me go Why, again. What, so get, what was you that get, you have three attempts sometimes mate as well again. your weaker hand will be better than you I'm gonna give my weaker hand a go yeah okay fuck it what was that one that was like I, I have to find the non-masturbation oh, yeah, hand that there. One. oh god go 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 one more try, one more try, one more try. You can also, get, you Carl, can is it set up like optimally for Joe? I feel Joe's probably got quite big hands. Is it, um... Yeah. Obi got 67. Yeah. My left hand is better. Yeah, my yeah. left hand was, mate. Maybe yeah. I need to do my left hand. Is that not my strong hand? I'm really at the bottom of the scoreboard. <laughs> like, I'm really at least far not the bottom. You're yeah. the only female I'm the only it? woman on it so far. Okay. So, so to be fair, well, we've not done it with every guest. You've got a very valid excuse. Yes, thank you. Calm. And also the world's strongest man is number one. The max you can do is 90 and Tom got 86. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Isn't it, that insane? That's mad. That's yeah. mad. He'd choke right. out a drain pipe, Tom, wouldn't he? Come on, on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Go. Go, 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 go. No, go. I yeah. fucked it. Do right hand. What? I'm staying with 57. <laughs> I'm, uh, do one more right hand. All right, one more right hand. One more right hand. Come on, right Come on Joe. Uh, I believe. Maybe just try and like grab it more. Yeah. Like go more, more in. Hand in. Get more. Yeah. Right. yeah. Try Ready. That. Ready? Yeah. Go slow a little bit. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah, we're going. Terrible. Look at Lucy. I beat that. I um. We'll take take your fifty seconds. I'm trying to think of Joe's, an excuse Can we just right say now? Joe's very tired? Jet I'm lag tired. Today. I've had no sleep. Go, 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 go. Oh, no. no. Sorry. Everyone's jet lagged. Don't put it down. We're all tired. But um, where can people find, find more, of you, more of you? Uh, YouTube, Joe Fazer. That's pretty much where I post my good stuff. You don't really want to follow my Instagram. It's pretty <laughs> crap. Um, so yeah, Joe Fazer on YouTube. Amazing. Joe, massive thank you for jumping on, mate. We, we really appreciate your time. I appreciate your honesty and being brave to, to yeah. share your story. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me on. Um, looking forward to the next couple of days. Indeed. Big, uh, big weekend at FIBO. Yeah. So. Thank you so much for everyone watching on YouTube and Spotify, listening. Make sure you tag us, share to socials, reviews, X, Y, and Z. You know the script. And we will catch you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.